electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, meme stock mania continued. Someone lights a little small flame and it spreads on Reddit. Most of Wall Street, by the way, was not monitoring Reddit boards, probably till January. Wall Street's power shift from concentrated to community. Reddit co-founder turned venture capitalist Alexis Ohanian joins us. Whether it's on platforms like Reddit or others, retail investors have more connectedness, more information, more ability to trade than ever before. And this is going to be the new normal. Trending trades and feelings freed. I cry car commercials. I know you do. If I had to come out of every board meeting or every workday and do a press conference for 20 minutes, I would not be very happy. Those stories plus get that bacon. Coming to you from the World Pork Expo. That is the great soundtrack. I love hearing that. It's Thursday, June 10th, 2021. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand by Joe in three, two, one. His mic is here. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site uh, in Times Square. Times Square is, uh, is back to, it's back. It's happening. It's back, but it's also, thank you, Mayor de Blasio, it's also back to Times Square. Uh, oh, um, that's true, too. Yes, I and, agree. And I'll tell you, coming in in the mornings, uh, Andrew, have you, do you look around at the streets in terms of the garbage bags and just the, it, it's like not good? What's happening? You know there's a, a mayoral race taking place in the city right now. Is that happening? It no? is. It's big. Who are you backing? I, I'm, I'm, as you know, <laughs> I see. I see it I every day. I, I see it. Back, I, both of us. I don't back anybody. If you, if you ever just to get, smack <laughs> us together and divide us, we're down the middle. I'm Joe Kern along with Andrew Ross Sorkin. Becky uh, is off today. Here's some of the uh, top stories, business stories that we're watching uh, this morning. It's been a tough morning for the original meme player. You can see. Shares of GameStop are sliding the uh, video game retailer, announcing two new executive appointments as it tries to revamp itself for the digital age from a brick-and-mortar store. Former Amazon executive Matt Furlong will take over as CEO. Uh, He most recently led the growth of Amazon's Australia business, in case you were wondering. And Mike Recupero, another former Amazon executive, will become the new CFO. After the bell last night, GameStop reported first quarter results, posted a smaller-than-expected loss, revenue was above expectations, sales growth 25% year-over-year. Investors also taking note of a GameStop filing with the SEC to sell up to 5 million shares. Uh, In the future, the company saying the proceeds will be used for investing in growth initiatives, strengthening the balance sheet, general corporate purposes. Look, the good news, the, the reason they have any revenue at all is because of PlayStation and these consoles, which you can't get anywhere, by the way. They're all sold out everywhere. However, do you see the, do you see the sales of games for them? Down. Right. Down 5% while the, while the industry is up 14%. I wouldn't 
call that. I, I'm not looking for to try and figure out something that's wrong when I see it at 281. I'm still just wondering what this end game finally looks like. I don't know. Right. I, I just we've given up, haven't the we? Divorce trying, to, reality. trying to figure. It. Yeah. We, we've, oh, you know. trying to figure out the stock. Yes. I'm right. just. The I'm just saying price. from a, as a company, though. Well, I don't. I'm not even sure what it look. What does GameStop in five years? Could be anything, couldn't it? I mean, it could be literally. Anything they've installed the whole Amazon team, basically. I mean, You've seen Kramer's works. ideas with NFTs right. and you know, contests and Bitcoin and, I don't know. Netflix was easy now, in hindsight. You know, you used to have plug these in and they will send you the DVD, send it back. Well, you learn how to stream and the whole world changed, obviously. Netflix doesn't have to do anything but produce right. things that are interesting, which they're having some trouble with, at right. least for me. You got anything for me? New shows? No, I started a terrible movie the other night, and we stopped it because cause we're at that point. <laughs> there are some where they've, they've kind of just slap them together and send it out, and people will watch because they... Because there's nothing else. Right, exactly. The bar has... The bar, there's sort of a pandemic bar. Much lower. Television bar that's... That train movie that people said you got to see? I, I got to, like, buy... It was like, Which one? There was a movie about a, a train. It was about five... I think it was an Adam Sandler movie where okay. he was on a train or something about... It was probably a while ago, a year ago, but unwatchable. Jennifer Aniston and uh, Adam Sandler, wasn't it? You didn't see? I can't I believe didn't you didn't see that. I did just watch, by the way, the Friends reunion, though. I don't really want to watch that either. And can I tell you something? Do they just talk? They, yeah, but I cried at the Wait end. Wait a minute. I, I did. I don't know. I'm, I'm just admitting it right now. I did. At the end. At was the anyone, bitter, bitter end. Was anyone with you? Pilar was, and she was laughing. At me. You're married. In general, in, in the past, if I ever cried in front of a woman, that was it. It that, never, that was uh, it. yeah, it never. Just you for know, a brief it, You felt good, like, uh, showing your sensitive side, but it was always like, oh, my God, this guy, I'm out of here. For, for But I cry at car commercials. So I know you do. I know you do. It, make, it makes, me, makes me wonder. The company, let me get back to GameStop. Meme stocks at this point are just their own, their, their own genre, their own right. investment. They're almost like a... Uh, Almost like a cryptocurrency. You don't have to understand it. I think there's going to be a day where all of a sudden you're going to hear an announcement of, with all, these, all of these Amazon guys now in place of some kind of radical business model shift. So someday there's going to be some major presentation. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, but I, it may wow, have nothing to do. It's not going to be selling little game cartridges. Do you think this is like a shell? Being a, it's like a shell company for something else. What do you do? Is the real estate valuable or or not? Can you? Leases. Yeah, leases. So what is that? That's nothing. So don't, wouldn't you get rid of all? Do they need any brick and mortar at all at, at some point? To sell these consoles, you got to pick sell up the, the console, console unless you're going to have the consoles delivered by Amazon. Yeah. Investors also apparently hungry for some new meme stocks. The latest seems to be California-based natural gas provider, Clean Energy Fuels, which surged more than 30% yesterday. 30%. And health insurance seller Clover is a little bit higher this morning, though it's not making the outsized moves that we've seen over the past few days. That stock uh, dropped close to 24% yesterday after it had surged more than 80% the day before. Wendy's and World Wrestling Entertainment also being favored uh, this week by Reddit traders. It's crazy. It's moving out. And what did they chat with? Someone that just sort of, it, 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 someone lights a little uh, small flame and it, and it spreads on Reddit. Is that what's happening with all of these? A little bit. But then you have, I, I would argue, the professional investors coming in over the top 
and trying to take advantage of some of the money. Well, how do they know? They're, they're monitoring the Reddit boards? Too? Absolutely. Most of Wall Street, by the way, was not monitoring Reddit boards, probably until January. Mm-hmm. Then they discovered Reddit. Our next guest, by the way, is the man behind Reddit. Um, started a new early stage venture fund last year and today is announcing it's closing the fund because it's oversubscribed at $150 million. Joining us right now is Alexis Ohanian. He's founder of 776. He's also the co-founder of Reddit and of Initialized Capital. Alexis, thank you for being here. Congratulations on the new fund. Thank you. Uh, there thank is you. a lot to talk about. Can we just continue where we were with Joe before on this, sure. this Reddit-fueled? It feels like a Reddit-fueled rally uh, in so many of these meme stocks, but I would ask you the question that we were just discussing. How much of this do you think actually is the Reddit community unto itself and prof- or professionals effectively, I don't want to say taking advantage of the Reddit community, but riding on top of that momentum? You know, not too dissimilar from uh, what I told you all back in January, I, what this represents is just a secular shift in this intersection of community and capital. Uh, and so whether it's on platforms like Reddit or others, you know, retail investors have more connectedness, more information, more ability to trade than ever before. And this is going to be the new normal. And, you know, meme stocks, I, it, it is it is a charming name. But I think at the end of the day, you know, momentum in investing is nothing new. Um, and really, you know, the existence of people getting whipped up and excited about a stock has happened. You know, it's happened around barbershops. It's happened around bars. You know, retail investors have just never been able to sort of jump on an opportunity in real time. And, and this is what it's like in the age of ubiquitous social but, but media. Here's the thing. And I know I'm going to get slaughtered on, on, on Reddit and Twitter for saying this. Mm-hmm. Momentum trading, day trading typically does not end well. Options Mm -hmm. trading, this is not how people get rich. Uh, I mean, some people do, but most people don't. And so I just wonder in terms of how you think about that, how you think people are on Reddit to think about it, and frankly, how regulators are ultimately going to think about this. Because at some point, when you look at some of these things that are happening, and there is a, they are divorced from reality at this point. I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are doing their research. I think anyone doing any investing should absolutely be making, you know, sound financial decisions, doing the research, et cetera. Um, I just think the, we, we've, we've crossed the Rubicon and, and it doesn't matter one platform or another. This is how people are sharing content. They're able to open an app, uh, you know, and, and execute a trade. And it's only going to get easier, right? It's only going to get more normal for a generation coming up with this. They don't have to, they're not even going to conceive of the idea of like calling a stockbroker or, uh, for a lot of folks, you know, hiring a professional. And so I think we absolutely need more financial literacy. I think there's a lot of stuff that a lot of other people have talked about for many years, uh, and it's more true now than ever. But uh, the thing we have to keep in mind is, is this is here to stay. And, and to your earlier point, yes, I do think there are absolutely professional investors who are paying attention to these trends and, uh, and you know, putting dollars to work as well. I'd, I'd be naive to say that that wasn't happening as well. If you are Gary Gensler, who runs the SEC, should you, how should you think about this? If this is toothpaste that's out of the tube, what do you do? I think, you know, there is a framework that, that exists today. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, you know, we have as a responsibility to ourselves, uh, this sort of personal responsibility to do our diligence, to, to be smart investors. And, you know, I think 
uh, I don't know the ins and outs of, of the SEC's uh, sort of responsibilities around this. Obviously, they, they want to protect consumers. But at the end of the day, you know, adults making adult decisions about what stocks to buy or sell is, is really up to them. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. I guess the, the one thing I'm certain of is that this doesn't go away. And, and if anything, um, hopefully, I think these markets become more and more efficient because more and more people are educating themselves, are engaging in trading. And, and I, I hope we're all actually, I think, better off as a result. Uh, but this transition period is going to have some, some quite wild swings, that's for sure. So, but j- just go back to the, the we're better off as a result. And that's the part I mm-hmm. think there's a huge debate about. And, and my question is, why do you think we're better off as a result? Because I do think, and you can see these same trends with uh, blockchain technology, uh, decentralization can be incredibly empowering because it enables people who may not necessarily have had a way in through traditional gatekeepers to show that they are good at what they do, to create value for what they do, whether it's making art or whether it's you know uh, making investments. And, and I, I think more and more decentralization, which we're seeing thanks to technology like this, is going to push the culture further and further towards more people finding ways to, to have a more, sort of frankly, entrepreneurial mindset around this. Uh, and that's going to allow for more great ideas to bubble up and more great traders to, to emerge. And you, you, I mean, it's, you, may, you mentioned crypto. We've been having lots of mm-hmm. debates on this program about crypto, about Bitcoin, especially in light of uh, the, the number of ransomware um, efforts that have been taking place over mm-hmm. the past couple of months. Uh, all of which seem to be involving crypto. We were talking about know your customer and ALM rules for uh, for banks. Uh, obviously, those don't exist. And we just talked about a new 401k plan uh, that's now allowing people to buy crypto. Again, I would ask in that regard, if you were the regulator, what would you be doing about this or not? I mean, this comes on the heels of countries, you know, declaring Bitcoin the, the national tender, right? I, I think this is a, this is a, fascinating time right now in the world. Um, the technology has, has proven itself and, and there's certainly no shortage of people who believe in it. Um, I, think, I think there is a delicate balance here. We have an emerging technology that is incredibly empowering and one that I think by and large can do a lot of good, uh, but like all technologies has downsides and consequences. But I would, I would generally speaking, just not advocate for a heavy hand uh, of any kind of regulation on this because at the end of the day, these are opportunities for us to seize. And hopefully as a country, we can lean into the best parts of this uh, and actually be a lot better off as a result because other countries are absolutely leaning in in a big, big way. Would you, by the way, advocate for less regulation around know your customer and ALM at the big banks? No, no, I wouldn't. No. I think you'd be, uh, well, I mean, that that is is sort of the mainstay of, of what that banking structure provides. I think, you know, there was a, a curious New York Times headline talking about Bitcoin recently. Um, you know, the very point that Bitcoin is actually in a public ledger actually means that it's it's fantastic for for keeping tabs of a sort of, uh, sort of digital paper trail because by its own technology, Bitcoin actually keeps a public ledger of all those records and transactions. Um, but I think certainly as we talk about banking structure, you know, KYC is a really important role. Um, the thing I will stress though, too, is if you look, you know, all the studies I've seen have shown that cash, like cash money USD is used for far more illegal transactions than cryptocurrency, uh, probably in part for that very reason. Uh, you know, cash money can be rather untraceable for those uh, illicit deeds. I want to talk about your phone, but let me just follow up on that for just one second, which is, which is this. 
I don't disagree with you. The cash is clearly used for illicit purposes and on a, uh, on, a relative, on, a, on a relative basis used in much in much greater ways, in part because uh, there's much more of it. But in terms of these ransomware attacks, for example, there's a reason that they're all being done in crypto. It's hard to move that kind of money in yes. cash in briefcases. It just is. And so yeah. one of the questions I would ask about about crypto is even though I recognize that Bitcoin lives on a ledger, why do you believe that it's being used in every ransomware effort if it's uh, so easy to trace? Well, because compared to the alternative, to your point, right, getting millions and millions of dollars of cash money is rather difficult uh, versus, you know, getting it wired, uh, obviously, is, is more complex. I think the that the the fact that it is used is an example of the sort of you know the user experience part of it that that makes digital currencies so interesting and so alluring now by that same token you could start looking at you know wire transfer fees for all of the many legal transactions that happen every day and think well it seems like we're better off in a system where you know that 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 uh, extra tax right. that we're all paying just to move ones and zeros around doesn't exist so it's, you know, it, it comes up on both sides. Let's talk about the fund. Sure. What, what, are, you, what are you going to do with all this money? What are you looking at? In, invest in great, great companies, great founders. I mean, uh, like a lot of VCs, uh, similar, similar story. The, the big thing for me is, you know, 10 years into building my previous venture firm and then obviously 15 years from founding Reddit, I see 776 as a chance to combine my product background, building software with my investing background. And so we're very much a software enabled venture firm. Um, it helps us work asynchronously. It helps us collaborate with our founders. Uh, also helps us communicate with our LPs. I really want this to be as much a startup in the way that we develop software to run venture as it is a venture capital firm. But and I, I think thematically, is, is this, are you looking at love. consumer software? Are you looking at enterprise software? What's the, uh, what's the, yeah. Little, little bit everything. I, you know, as the Reddit guy, I tend to see a majority consumer type companies. Um, my biggest investment to date was in a fintech company called Alt, uh, which y'all very kindly had us on here talking about, uh, which is making it as easy to buy and sell collectibles like trading cards as it is to buy and sell stocks. Uh, bringing liquidity to these kinds of marketplaces is really exciting. I, I really do believe we're at the, the start of a whole new world when it comes to financial technology. And, and that's just one example I'm excited about. But you know, the best part of this job is you get to be surrounded by great founders who tell you what the future is going to be. And uh, sometimes you decide to invest and help them build it. So we're excited to do that. Crypto as well? Yeah. Yeah. We, we led uh, a round not too long ago in Lolly, uh, a great on-ramp for uh, crypto for folks who want to save money while they shop online. They get their cash back in Bitcoin. Um, and there's more to come. But, uh, you but yeah, it runs together. lots of different cryptos. Is there is there a crypto that we don't talk about that you think is actually pretty cool that we should just be thinking about? Um, I'm not going to plug Dogecoin here. I think, <laughs> and speaking of, of now being harassed on Twitter, um, I think there's some interesting, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff that is bubbling up. Um, but I do think Ethereum is, at least for the next year or two, really got the most to prove. Um, or at least uh, the most potential to, to show something because there are so many interesting applications. NFTs are just the start of what's getting built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. And um, that's, that's where a lot of my holdings are, candidly, and, and I think uh, certainly one of the most confident ones I, I am uh, holding. Okay, I got a final question for you, and it's, it's a bit of a work, I think it's a workplace issue, 
but I, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I think we both follow each other, and we, we, we write each other occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw your support for Naomi uh, Osaka uh, mm-hmm. after she, she, she dropped out of uh, the French Open. And, you know, it's created a, a sort of a real interesting question about mental health in the workplace, about uh, parts of jobs, by the way, that may impact mental health, which is to say that I think in her case, attending a press conference might uh, have a real impact on her. And mm-hmm. what parts of jobs should be um, part of the job and what parts shouldn't? And can they be broken apart? What do you think about all that? I think so uh, certainly what I said, I, I really do believe mental health is health. Uh, it's one of the reasons we actually pledge 2% of every investment we make into dollars that a founder can access, whether it's for coaching or therapy or surfing equipment, whatever they need for their health and wellness. We, we, we support that because it's a good investment. Um, and then what I think we're seeing now is, sorry to say, uh, a major shift in the role that media plays for so many people um, and for, for athletes in particular, you know, thanks to social media, they have their own platforms. The sort of dependency on media has drastically shifted. And we've seen this across industries, right? How many businesses are now saying we're not even going to bother doing interviews. We're just going to create our own content. We're just going to go direct right. to consumer. We're going to go direct to users. This is again, this is another toothpaste out of the container. It's, it's not going back in. And although this is a very different industry in sport, it, it's just one more example of how much things have shifted. And I think, you know, even speaking for myself personally, there are definitely, if I had to come out of every board meeting or every uh, workday and do a press conference for 20 minutes, I would not be, <laughs> be very happy. Uh, but that's one of the good fortunes of doing the work that I do is, you know, we get to have a lot more sort of leverage about the media we decide to 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 uh speak to and thanks for having me by the way but (laughs) this is this is a bigger shift and and i think we're going to see many more folks across industries talking about it and i think it's it's an important conversation to have well alexis uh we appreciate you being with us i hope this interview was okay for your mental health and i don't mean to make light (laughs) of that at all uh it is a serious issue but we appreciate uh, seeing you again and congratulations on the fund thank you very much Cheese will be next. Next on Squawk Pod, the rest of the stories that we're squawking about in this century's roaring 20s. That's a little different than last time. You have to get a second mortgage to buy some of the stuff at Restoration Hardware these days. Really? Oh, the prices are very high. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.
You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC. And you keep hearing about it. The roaring 20s, parties at Gatsby's, dancing the Charleston, a booming housing market, and restoration hardware? Here's Andrew. Shares of RH are higher. The company formerly known as Restoration Hardware, benefiting from a strong housing and renovation market, earnings and revenue beating estimates, and the company raising its full-year outlook well above Wall Street's expectations. CEO Gary Friedman saying the unmasking of the general public could lead to a roaring 20s type of consumer exuberance. There's always a big question whether there was such a pull forward during this period for all of the stuff that people were doing inside their house or whether this is just the beginning of the roaring 20s. So that Which is it? I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I think back on the Roaring Twenties, I'm looking forward to it and with reopening, but I don't think I'm just going to say, wow, things are great, I'm going to Restoration Hardware. Um, is that what you would do in a Roaring Twenties type, uh, you know, if I was go gonna, to a liquor if I, store? If I was going to outfit my home for, for Roaring Twenties style parties, no way you'd go as there. if I was no way Gatsby, you I would need to. You would have real things. You wouldn't have those things. Oh, those things are, they do some beautiful stuff. Okay, but I, I, I know you. I know you. You'd be up in, in some of those places in, you know, all the antique dealers. I know you know where those are. There are places up in New Hampshire and around, right? It's out of my price range. I got to stick with the, By the way, I can't even say I've got to stick with Restoration Hardware. You have to get a second mortgage to buy some of the stuff at Restoration Hardware these days. Really? Say, oh, the prices are very high. They're doing some really, it's all very high end stuff over there now. No kidding. No kidding. It's not like Pier One. Oh, why would you say that for poor Pier One if they're watching right now? It's, what? They're, in a, they're in different businesses. Okay. Nothing wrong with Pier One. No, it's just, it's, you're just stratified. There's just different strata. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm not a shopper. I, 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 I need, like, I would need Adderall. But I think you had a view. The restoration hardware is a little bit more down market than it, in fact, is. It is. Yeah, I do have that view. I, high as you can get these days. Is it really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Upgrading it then. Uh, let's Big get, time. Let's get to this. Meat supplier, uh, JBS, paid... An $11 million ransom in Bitcoin to cyber criminals. $11 million, who temporarily knocked out its plants last week. The company's responsible for processing about 20% of the nation's meat supply. CEO said the ransom was paid to shield the company and its plants from further disruption and limit the potential impact of rest on restaurants, grocery stores, and farmers. He told the Wall Street Journal he was awakened at a 5 a.m. call on a Sunday when a tech staff noticed irregularities with services. They immediately alerted, alerted the FBI, shut down the company's systems to slow the attack's advance, and they used some encrypted backup systems to restart operations uh, while JBS advisors negotiated with the hackers. He said they paid the ransom uh, to prevent further attacks. And this is the business that, that we need to get into, and that there's a way of, of hardening things where this can't happen, isn't there? It's just everyone hasn't done it yet. We can hope. I'm, I'm, there must be. There must be a way When to there's a way it. to harden it, there's a way to get around it. Always? Pretty much. And then, so the ultimate question is, with Bitcoin, can you, can you make, make it a way where you can trace it and get it back? And if you do, does that undermine the entire premise for why Bitcoin exists in the first place? So, that's, that's so look, if you put in and know your customer rules around it, in the United States, you'd have, you have to get the entire globe, so you can't do any private wallets. If, I, if you get rid of private wallets completely, does that undermine the purpose of it? In, most, in many countries, it does. Right. And it's, so then what do you do? 
it messes up the, the whole decentralized the whole decentralized aspect, idea aspect of it. I don't know. Just saying. So the toothpaste could go back in the tube. That's what people say. I don't know. You could never put. You might be able to put toothpaste back in the tube. You can't unscramble an egg. I know that, right? You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You could you put tried? toothpaste back. You could. You're putting it, trying to. You put could. It in you could. Snow, if you had to. If you had enough time and you had the right stuff, I think you could get most of it back in. You can definitely put a horse back in the barn. I mean, That's easy. I don't know if there's like a civil war going on in the workplace, but here's what's happening. Facebook doubling down on its flexible work policies, announcing that beginning on June 15th, workers at all levels of the company can request to work remotely and they can ask to do it full time. Previously, only employees at certain levels of seniority were eligible to request a work from home arrangement. Employees who convert to a permanent uh, remote role and end up moving to a different location can expect, though, a pay adjustment based on market rates. But we've talked a lot about hybrid. It's funny, in New York, it feels like hybrid is going to last, you know, about a hot minute. Right. It, it does seem to me that post-Labor Day, there is a view that everybody in almost every industry thinks that they're going to either have to be in the office, want to be in the office, get called back in the office, and this hybrid thing is, isn't going isn't to be a thing. On the other side of the country, it is the opposite. Those app, the Apple employees that you probably saw were asked to come back three days a week right. and you know, sent a letter to Tim Cook and said, thank you for playing. Uh, we, we don't like that idea. Unfortunately, I think our return has paid benefits. I think it's better with us here without... Right? Looking so, at each other? Yeah, and, and no delay and being able to, to have the chemistry and everything else. Chemistry. Which, chemistry. Th- right, which throws a big wrench in our Florida six months and a day... Uh, tax haven uh, plans. I'm still planning on that. What, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, what do you think of it? There's though? technology for the delay. I'm not worried about that. But, but it still isn't going to be the person to person. I thought I, you were coming with me. That's an idea. Do you prefer one coast or the, uh, uh, or the other? We're doing... Uh, mm, what, I'll, I'll go where you want to go. Do you do Jupiter? I would do Jupiter. There's some good golf courses there, right? Is that, is that what you're thinking? There's a lot of good things there. Yeah. So you'd consider that. I'd consider that. Maybe December through <laughs> end of March. So we do six in a day. As long as I can just, t- I need to do a couple of ski trips from you down know, the there. the weather can be okay down there, too. I mean, there's, there are some uh, there's a lot benefits. Of, no, I'm, I'm we have you. no guests in here, so what difference would it make? So the two of us could, we probably shouldn't be discussing this now. What we, we should mean, probably I, discuss this not your on. Your kids are now graduated, though. So, from high school. Right. And, and I don't have that, so I have to work out. I don't know what, you, what what's the school story down there. Good question. That's a good I don't know question. if I can move them around. Do you want the type of Dalton-type education you're getting off? <laughs> you may not get what you're getting here. might not be what you're going to get in Florida, my friend. But what do you want? That's, your, that's my question to you. That's not our school, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> Up next, prices high on the hog. Squawk Pod will be right back. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. 
Stand by, Joe. This is Squawk Pod. Two, one, his mic here. Pork prices are soaring, but hog farmers aren't happy. Jane Wells is in Iowa for the World Pork Expo. I mean, how could she not be? Uh, and she uh, joins us now to, to explain why you've done bacon. Uh, you, you, you and pork have a special relationship, okay? We, uh, it's my, these are my spirit animals, uh, Joe. Hog farmers should be happy right now, but you know it's always something. I'm actually at Berkwood Farms in State Center, and in Iowa, hog farmers currently are living well high on the hog, despite high feed prices, despite high tariffs, uh, despite losing food service over the last year. Uh, pork prices are now, have never been higher at the retail level, at over 4.30 a pound. And the share of that going to the farmers has never been higher either. So while everyone is thrilled to meet in person at the World Pork Expo again in Des Moines, there is one worry. It's a big one. A judge has ruled that certain packing plants already dealing with labor shortages have to slow down line speeds for safety. That's going to take out an estimated 2.5 percent of total capacity. And that's a lot of pork. Now, hog farmers are squealing for Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to appeal this ruling, saying these line speeds have been around for decades. Uh, and they also, though, are listening as Vilsack says he's going to spend billions to improve the livestock supply chain, including increasing capacity. Okay, uh, and there's one last thing in California starting next year. Uh, if you want to sell pork in the Golden State, you have to give your sows more room. Farmers say they don't have time or money to do that in time, so Joe... Californians may have to eat more chicken in 2022. Back to you. I uh, just, you know, I honestly thought that was your stomach growling. It, it, you actually, you, though, that, there, that is the great soundtrack that you've got going. I, I mean, I love hearing that. And that's live, right, Jen? That's real. That's not a That is live. In. Some of them are actually snoring, and it kind of reminds me of my husband. During your report? It's impossible. <laughs> I, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. They're happier than a pig, and you know what. Oh, my God, they are. And that's the podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 